Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Athlete Podcast. I am your host, Julia, and I'm here. I'm so excited with my second guest of the podcast, Marta. She is the owner of Wellness with Marta, and she is a holistic health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here today to talk all things wellness, holistic, basically everything that you do is a new concept to me. And I know we talked last week, but I'm excited for people to just be educated a little bit more about it um, and learn from you. So welcome. Um, Thanks so much, Julia, for having me on. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Um, So let's just dive right in. I mean, like what got you into holistic health coaching? I know we'll talk a little bit more down the road what it actually is, but what got you into it? Like, where? why did you want to start this? Um, Was there like a point in your life where you're like, this is a turning point? Just talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. So I, it was a new concept to me as well. What, you know, the term holistic health coaching or even just coaching in general, I wasn't really familiar with that as a like career path until a few years ago, I heard of this program called um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is an online course um, all around holistic health coaching. But and it's um, you learn a lot of nutrition concepts, but you also learn it um, in more of a just a holistic way in terms of looking at your whole life and how different parts of your life are impacting your health not just your diet and nutrition. And so once I heard about that program, like I had always kind of been interested in nutrition, health, wellness, all of that kind of stuff, all growing up and everything. Um, I actually studied um, food marketing and like nutrition science in college and have worked in marketing. Uh, I kind of went more of that path for my actual career the last uh, 10 or 15 years (laughs) since college. But just personally, that health has always been a passion of mine. So once I... It was actually like around the time of the pandemic when I was kind of reassessing my life as many people were. And I just stumbled upon the program at IIN and kind of just went from there and learned um, more about coaching as a profession and how I could actually start doing that um, even just on the side of my full-time marketing job. Um, so let's get a little bit more into like what health, holistic health coaching is. I know you said it's all aspects of your life, but kind of give us like, if I were a client coming to you, what would you kind of break down? Like how you would work through things with me, what you're looking at in terms of like my issues, which I have a lot of them, but (laughs) don't we all? (laughs) Yeah, sure. So when whenever like you think of the term coach, I feel like most people associate that associate that with like sports or even like a life coach or a career coach or something. Or even like Julie is also a coach, like a different type of coach. But really a coach is just someone who's helping you to reach your goals by whether that's like providing you with guidance um, or accountability is a big piece of it too. So as a holistic health coach, I'm really looking more into all the different areas in your life that do have an impact on your health. Like I said, and really going beyond just your diet and exercise. That's kind of like, at least for me, that's what I always associated like being healthy with was like, am I eating healthy foods? Am I exercising and like being fit, quote unquote. But once I kind of learned this more holistic approach, that really is was like such a game changer for me in my personal journey. And I think can also be for other people as well, um, who have gotten like, especially women 
who have gotten really hung up on like their weight or trying a million different diets or trying a million different types of workouts and feeling like they're not making any progress or nothing is happening the way they want it to. Um, it could just be that you're actually like feeling unbalanced or unsatisfied in other areas of your life that are then impacting how you're able to like perform at the gym or show up, um, you know, and make healthy decisions. So that's kind of how, like where we get into the holistic aspect of it. And like personally with my, um, my coaching practice, which is my company is called wellness with Marta. And so I help women who are struggling with prioritizing their health, whatever that means to them to create more consistency with, uh, sustainable habits and routines. And that's something that's been huge for me. And so that's kind of like what I preach to other people is just the power of healthy habits. Yeah. I think that's also so huge. Like even just my space of coaching, when I'm working with someone who is trying to go on a fitness journey and try to make changes in their life, the biggest thing that you see is that they don't even have the basic building blocks. So it's being able to teach them those basic building blocks um, but also I liked what you said about how you take all aspects of the life, right? All the stressors, like there's out the big thing also with me is there, there's so much stress, like everyone's stressed in their life right now. Um, and so being able to take that stress and be like, where is this actually, where are we actually seeing the stress being caused from? Is it from this aspect of your life, your finances? Is it through like, you just got over a breakup or is it maybe your hormones are super out of whack? So just being able to bring those different stressors um, and be able to kind of tackle it. What I think you meet with your clients biweekly. So tackle it biweekly, be like, what can we focus on for the next two weeks? that are going to get us to that next goal. Yes, exactly. Like you said, address, you, you really do need to get to the bottom of like what other things in your life are causing you stress, whether it is like your career or your finances or your relationships or something like your family life. If you are experiencing stress and like unease in those areas, of course, that's going to spill over into your like physical, mental, emotional health. Yeah, for sure. And again, like, I don't think people realize the, like, what is the right word? Like, amplitude? What is the word I'm trying to think of? Gravity, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, I like that word. Okay, gravity. Gravity of stress on your body and how it can lead to burnout or how it can lead to really not hitting your goals. I mean, if your goal is weight loss or... Um, yeah, I, I would say like the majority of women, I feel like their goal is weight loss. When they think of a coach, they're like, Hey, I want a body recomp. I want to change my whole body. I don't know why I've been doing all the right things. Um, and most of the time I see is that they just have so many other stressors going on in their life, whether that be like burnout with their job or, you know, they're just running themselves into the ground, trying to please every single else around every single other person around them rather than focusing on themselves. Um, so what would you say, like the biggest, uh, issue or not issue, but the big, biggest challenge that you see women, um, this day and age kind of going through navigating? Yeah. So definitely exactly what you just said about people kind of running themselves ragged, trying to please everybody else. And, taking care of everybody else or saying yes to every single thing and not leaving any time for themselves. And 
I even am guilty of this, even with all the like knowledge and experience that I have in this space. I've gone through a couple of different like periods just in the past year or two of like really intense burnout. And that sometimes it can feel like it kind of like sneaks up on you. But that's why it's so important, I think, to learn like the signs that your body are is giving you to actually be able to like notice those and um, listen to your body and make changes before it's too late, like be a little bit more proactive um, about managing stress so that you don't get to a point of burnout. Um, I see that all the time, like, like I said, with myself going through that experience, but also with clients and even like friends and coworkers talk about this all the time. Like, what can we do? (laughs) Everybody is burnt out these days, I feel like. Are wanting to be able to better recognize the signs of burnout. One thing I would recommend is to try meditation. And this can be a little scary to some people if you have never tried it or kind of feel like it's really hard to just like sit perfectly still and silent for extended periods of time. But it really can be as easy as just sitting quietly somewhere where you're not going to be disturbed. Even just five minutes of this is proven to be beneficial for like calming down your brain, which is really what you're trying to do. And it's really just about being mindful and meaning in the present moment. So you're trying to kind of leave any other thoughts or worries or stresses um, behind for just that period of a few minutes where you're just focusing on like your breath and sitting wherever you're sitting. That can be very powerful and just allow you to then like once you are able to kind of clear your mind a little bit, you can better notice sensations in your body and things to look for as far as signs that your body might be giving you that you might not be have like picked up on in the past until it's too late would be um, a lot of people hold a lot of tension in like their neck and shoulders. So if you're, especially if you sit all day at a desk job, noticing any like aches and pains like that and not just ignoring them because, you know, they're happening for a reason. Also, if like your heart rate is accelerated for extended periods of time, that's usually a sign of stress. If you're getting like headaches, again, if you're someone who like works at a computer, like I do (laughs) a lot, that is also definitely a sign. And I would say like, if you're noticing those things, even like hours after you stop working or you step away from your screen and you're still feeling that way, um, say like into the night, or if you're like having trouble falling asleep, those would all be definite signs of getting into like burnout territory. So I think it's just so important to try to be more proactive about, um, addressing those things and noticing them before you get to a point where you're like just completely depleted and exhausted and it's kind of too late. Yeah. I'll say like when I was in college, they were really big on meditation. And I was like, this is funny. Haha. <laughs> like I'm not doing it. <laughs> like I was like, this they were like, lay on the ground and breathe, hear yourself. And I was like, this is so dumb. Like, why am I doing this? Um <laughs> yeah. younger Julia. But now like I get like I feel I've been trying to add meditation into my daily like routine and I've just felt such a difference. Like I just feel like an overwhelmed calm, like an overwhelming calming sensation that like really like 
almost grounds me. Like, I know that sounds so like, woo, but (laughs) it really does like make such a big difference. Um, And I really do feel that I can be more productive with my time. And just even being able to take like little breaks, like throughout the day, like today's not a great example because I've been like slammed on my computer all day. But I've been switching between standing up and sitting down all day. And then I got have like a walking treadmill and I've been trying to take my dog out for like lunchtime walks and just being able to like get out of a routine, maybe not get out of a routine, but get out of just like being stuck to your desk and being able to just do little tweaks to get out and kind of step away from work and just make sure that I allocate time for myself. And I think we're so hard on ourselves and we're like, we have to work. We have to work. We can't stop, like keep going. And it's really about just, it's not about you're doing less work if you take a second away, but it's more like you need that for yourself to kind of regroup, take 10 minutes and then come back. And you're just going to be so much more productive. Yeah. I Definitely agree with that. And I always say the people who tell me they don't have time to meditate, like those are the people who need to meditate the most usually because they are the busiest and I get it. Like it is hard to fit in or to, it feels hard to fit in an extra like five or 10 minutes of a break during the day when your to-do list is a mile long. But honestly, the, most of the like most successful people in the world have a meditation practice, have like routines in their day and structure that they follow. And that is like such a huge part of their success. So it's like, why wouldn't you at least try some of these things that are known to be so effective? Okay. I kind of want to switch gears a little bit, but not like too much, but the nutrition aspect of the holistic nutrition coaching, right? So I know I always preach to my clients, I'm like, try to eat whole foods over your processed foods. You know, you need the the brain energy, the micronutrients that the whole foods give you rather than processed foods. So how do you kind of integrate the nutrition aspect into all these other areas of a person's life? Yeah, that's a good question. So I always say that you food and like your diet and nutrition is not everything, but it is a very good starting point when you're kind of like on your health wellness journey. Um, because that is something that is completely in our control, like what we choose to put in our bodies. And it might feel overwhelming because there's just endless choices of what to eat these days. And it's really, there's so much information out there as far as like what's healthy, what's not, what's good or bad. And, you know, all the different types of diets that are out there and marketed to us 24 seven and products and diet law, weight loss pills and all this crazy shit like <laughs> that um, makes it feel overwhelming. But um I think it's similar to like, I take a similar approach to what you were saying earlier about just bringing it back to the basics. Like it does not need to be that complicated eating whole foods, meaning like not processed foods, um, or like minimally processed, we'll say, and be, I also really am huge on trying to be more like mindful of while you're actually eating, like the process of eating and having like meal times be a little bit more like ritualized 
than they typically are for busy people who are like running back and forth from meeting to meeting or eating in their car or, you know, I'm guilty of all those things in past lives, but really like how you eat also impacts, uh, the, the way that your body's able to like digest your food and meals and absorb everything and actually have it be fueling your body rather than just having like negative effects on your body. So yeah, I, I think just like keeping it simple. I, I love to cook and I love like helping people kind of get back into cooking at home or trying, you know, trying new things out but I'm not over here like cooking elaborate meals seven nights a week. Like I, I love the concept of like meal prepping or just like food prepping for the week and trying to do things like as efficiently as possible, especially for busy women who are juggling a lot of things. Cause that can feel, I think, intimidating for a lot of people too. just like one, like, what am I supposed to be eating Two, How am I supposed to have time to, actually like shop and plan recipes and meals and then prep everything and cook everything and clean. And it can be a lot, but there are so many ways to make it a lot easier. Yeah. And we're not proponents of here. If people are listening to this and they're like, Oh, quick, simple, easy. These girls just want to eat chicken and rice and some broccoli on the side. No, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to put some spice in there. Like it's not... (laughs) I think a lot of people get the misconception with like meal prepping is like, it has to be like, so like dry and boring and not fun food. And so I think, and, but then there's the other side of nutrition where people have these elaborate recipes where it's like 20 different spices that I've never heard of in my life. And (laughs) it's, (laughs) it's finding that middle ground where it's like, you don't have to go to the extreme with recipes, but you also don't need to eat bland, boring food. I really liked your way of explaining that like you want, you're trying to make dinner or mealtime as more of a ritual and intentional. And like, there are, I, I probably sound crazy saying this and you probably know this too, but like there are, is a lot, there is a lot of studies and science behind like the way you chew your food and making, making sure that you're actually like chewing your food to digest it properly. So your body takes it as like, fuel rather than just like, all right, let's just shove it in. Like, yeah, for sure. Chewing is the start of your digestive process. So yeah, if you're just like wolfing down your meal in three minutes, that is not great for like, you're probably going to pay for that later. (laughs) And, um, I also will say like another tip that I tell people is, uh, and not a lot of people, I feel like that I talk to know this, that actually having like a cold cold food or a really cold beverage. Like basically anytime you go out to a restaurant, you're always given like ice water or there's always ice in your drink, but cold things actually slow down your digestive process and make it harder for you to digest your food. So you'll see like, if you've traveled, I know you've traveled the world extensively, Julia. And like, if you're traveling anywhere outside of the U S like they do not really give you ice unless you specifically ask for it. If you're out at a restaurant or something. And it's much more common, I feel like, to have warm beverages with your meal, which actually does the opposite and helps with your digestion. So that's kind of another factor. And I don't know if you've ever heard of people like not 
trying to like not drink water or anything while they're eating their meals, that's like kind of extreme, I feel like. But that is actually helpful because you're just kind of like, basically you're diluting your stomach acids that are trying to digest your food. Hmm. That is so, I've never really thought of it that way, but when I just, I just came back from Europe and everywhere you went, it was never cold water. It was warm water. So that makes a lot of sense uh, for digestion. That's interesting. Hmm. I love that. Um, yeah, that, that there's like little nuances like that, that I feel like no one really knows about, or it's just not talked about, you know, like, Yeah. Especially like in the, I think fitness nutrition world, everyone's always like, you got to hydrate, you got to drink like a hundred ounces of water a day. So it's like, how are you possibly going to drink that much water if you're not drinking water while you're having a meal, which is, could be like a couple hours of your day, but that's a whole nother topic on how much water you should be drinking that we can talk about. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, we could even yeah, you're right. That is a whole nother topic, but there is such thing as drinking too much water. I will just say that. I don't know if we want to dive into that right now, but there is definitely a, you can drink too much water. Don't drown yourself. (laughs) Yes. Um, well, I think we talked about quite a lot of topics here. You know, we talked about how stress can affect a person and throughout their health and fitness journey. And even though like you and I are two, I wouldn't say totally different coaches because we definitely have overlap a little bit with the nutrition side of things. But I definitely think it's interesting for people to kind of know a little bit more that there are coaches for all aspects of your life, right? You hear the life coaching, people can help you through your lives. You have the coaching with health and fitness journey. But really wrapping those two together is like, honestly, like in my opinion, like a great duo. And just being able to kind of tear apart your life. That sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Let's tear apart your life. But really, I think what it comes down to is just simplifying our goals, right? I actually have a call tonight with some of my clients to go over mindset um, and being able to break our goals down so that we're not looking at overarching really high goals all the time. We're kind of taking small wins and you know, taking them week by week, setting an intention. Once we hit that intention, great. What are we moving on to the next week? And so I think it is really important that we take goals as little wins rather than continuously preaching that really overarching goal. And I don't think it's like something we need to shove so far back into our brain that we don't ever think about. But I think it can almost like all those things that we are talking about stress and how it can relate to nutrition and vice versa can also overwhelm us with the goals that we're looking at or the goals that we're trying to set for whatever area of life we're looking at. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Just with like how important it is to break down your goals into kind of like manageable chunks. That's, I like to do that too with clients where we, let's just look at like two weeks at a time or one month at a time. Like, what do you want to accomplish? What do we feel like is realistic for you to accomplish in that time period? And also just one comment about having like longer term goals. I think that's also great. And to have something that you're striving towards, but a lot of times, especially women will have, they'll think that longer term goal is like, I want to be this weight or lose X number of pounds. But 
usually the, the goal is, is kind of like the underlying thing behind that. So it's like, why do you want to lose that weight? I always like to dig into the why with people because, well, so let's say you, your goal is to lose 20 pounds and then you lose 20 pounds. And then, and then what, are you just going to stop all of these healthy habits and things that you started doing to get you there? No, of course not. You're going to keep doing those. So really the goal is usually maybe it's like to, um, be able to run around and play with your kids and keep up with them at home. Or maybe it's that you, um, you're more focused on like longevity and wanting to just like live a longer life and be healthy for more years of your life, things like that. So it's more about like putting in place those sustainable lifestyle changes now that, so they do become a habit and just like second nature for you. So. Yeah. The mindset, like the why is huge. Like knowing what your why is and then backing up the actions that push you towards your why. And whenever times get tough or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling burnt out, one, like definitely if you're working with a coach, I would suggest talking to them, telling them what you're feeling, but also being able to realize that and be like, okay, maybe we don't have to keep thinking about like this goal. Like, let me just think back to why I started this, why I reached out to a coach, why I want to get X goal. Like, because that's digging a little deeper in there. Like everyone can say, I want to lose 10 pounds, but like, what makes you feel that you need to lose 10 pounds or what, once you hit 10 pounds and you get there, what are you going to feel that's going to make you satisfied? Or will you get there and not feel satisfied? Like I have gotten that with clients too. They've hit their goal that they told me and they're like, I want more. And it's like, okay, great. But like, why? Like, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think that is it for today. I really appreciate you coming on, Marta. I know we talked about a lot here and mindset was a big one. Um, and then also just making sure... I know we both work with pretty busy clients, like our clients are busy women. So hopefully some of you guys who are listening, maybe you've gotten a little tidbit from this that you can kind of take away um, and start implementing into your um, life day to day. Marta, I'm going to leave you with one last question. If you were to talk to someone who was struggling with burnout, didn't really know where to begin, maybe their nutrition isn't on point, their life may be like, they're just really strict into their job. What would you give them as advice to kind of move forward, maybe kind of remove themselves a little bit from the busyness, the hustle and the bustle? Yeah, that's a good question. I think just honestly taking baby steps and towards making some like small changes can be huge because that allows you to, again, just like break it down into something that feels more manageable. So one thing aside from like meditation and breath work and all that stuff we already talked about, um, is just like, what are some very simple self-care practices that you can start incorporating? And uh, it, self-care is not just like a frivolous activity. I think it's so essential to living a well-balanced and happy life and is important for your health too. So I would say, um, like one thing I love to do is just jot down really quickly a list of say like five or 10 things that would make you feel really good or feel like you're filling your cup. And it's really just about like something that can be done simply for 
enjoyment purposes. It's not to, for the part, for like any other purpose other than to make you feel good. And, um, so that could be anything from like literally taking a nap or just like laying down <laughs> on the couch. Um, it could be calling a friend or a family member who you wanted to catch up with and who you haven't like chatted with in a while. It could be, um, it could be something like going out and like getting your nails done or getting a drink with a friend or getting your hair done or something like some sort of like pampering thing. We all love that and probably like don't let ourselves enjoy that enough. Or it could be like anything related to like getting outside, moving your body, getting some sunlight, going for a walk. Like those are all simple, free, easy things that you could do. Another thing I love is just like, like making some herbal hot tea and curling up on the couch, like getting cozy, anything that has to do with like, you know, soft textures or like gentle music, or it might be like watching your favorite TV show. So I would encourage like make a list of those things that you can have on hand for those days when you're feeling super burnt out and you can reference that. And then you don't have to like think of it every time you're just like, Oh yeah. I need some self-care right now. <laughs> Let me look at my list. And also just not overcomplicating it. Like I think this is like full circle moment. It doesn't need to be so complicated. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It can be little things. So yeah, I love that. Awesome. Yeah, um, full circle. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yes, exactly. Um, well, Marta, where can everyone find you if they wanted to link up with you on social media? Are you on TikTok? <laughs> I should be on TikTok, but I have I have not ventured there yet. So I'm mainly just on Instagram. <laughs> it's at Wellness with Marta. Um, you can find me there. Shoot me a message. Where? Yeah, I think that's probably the best place. Oh, awesome! Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on, and for those listening, please rate and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks, Julia. <laughs>